Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us. It's it's two minutes from being Friday morning. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen. We're out, out there taking care of us. We can go ahead and do uh, Strange Brew Coffee House and turn us into ice cream. Obviously, with no other games being played yet, Robbie can't do coffee as for closures. We'll do that on uh, we'll do that on Tuesday's show. Um, or I guess I'll take that back. That'll be Monday show. So, yeah, because, yeah, we're a day ahead now. Uh, so, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream and, of course, Strange Brew Coffee House. If you're shopping online, if you're shopping for the holidays, you got a coffee lover, Strange Brew Coffee House is the place to go. And tomorrow morning, obviously, you're going to want your day to start a little bit better than this one ended. Head over to Strange Brew, grab yourself a drink, and enjoy the day. Uh, College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Don't forget, Black Friday is as we're speaking. It's, it's happening right now. So head over to College Corner. They have got tremendous deals for you, but it is beat the clock. If you're not there early, it's going to be tough to get those deals. 40% off all apparel from 7 to 9 a.m., 30% off 9 to 11, and then 15% off the rest of the day. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, they have Egg Bowl Championship t-shirts, but, you know. Not, not any for Mississippi State fans. So, great deals, though, at College Corner. And then if you miss that, there's always great deals online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starbucks' newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. I know they were open today, and a lot of you guys got to enjoy Humble Taco on a Thanksgiving day. I hope they took our, our Thanksgiving taco into consideration. I don't know if they did or you not. You probably should have thrown that out a little bit earlier. Yeah, you're probably right. But, you know, Ty Timms is the kind of chef that could whip it up quick. It's true. He can he can knock it out. So, next time you're in Starville, make sure Humble Taco is on the list of things to do. It is such a great restaurant. It's unique, and there's no place else like it. You'll always enjoy a great stop at Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs reminds you this holiday season. If you're having a Christmas party, man, a party platter from Firehouse Subs might just be the thing that makes it the best Christmas party ever. So, contact your local Firehouse Subs locations in Starkville, Oxford. Tupelo, Flowood, Madison, and Columbus, and talk to the manager there, and he will get you a great price on a great sub platter. And if you just want to keep it easy and go to lunch, download the free Firehouse Subs app, pick up your lunch quickly, easily, and you pile up reward points, and you get free sandwiches. It doesn't get any easier than that, thanks to Firehouse Subs. Well, we all know what happened. Ole Miss 31, Mississippi State 21 in front of a cold, soaked crowd at Davis Wade Stadium. Mississippi State had some opportunities, made a lot of mistakes. Ole Miss took advantage. It's a pretty simple formula for the Rebels on Thursday night in Starkville. What happened? Where did it go wrong? I think I know somebody who might know. He's sitting right here. Tell him, Falk. Well, <laughs> my favorite what? ones are after the losses. <laughs> when you give let, us the well, let, let me just say, Brian, uh, I feel bad for the fans that sat through that. Thank I really you. do. I appreciate that. Um, I feel bad for you. You sit out there, you sit through the rain. 
people showed up for that only to see Mississippi State blow a lot of chances there in that first half. But I, I got to give State credit, as they've done all year. They they continued to battle and all that in the second half. But that first half was the the end of the first half, especially was absolute disaster yeah. for Mississippi State. For that to happen like that, it it was the ball game. It was ten to six going into halftime, but that was the game. I I, I, I was sitting at a table eating ice cream as I do every halftime, whether it's a hundred degrees or, or thirty degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking to uh, some some of our, our fellow beat brethren, and I, I mentioned that's the ball game. Uh, Mississippi State had their chances right there. Uh, you give up a touchdown to uh, Ole Miss with about two minutes left, drove right down the field. Tula Griffin saves the day by getting three big receptions to get Mississippi State inside the five-yard line. You get one pass over to Jaquavius Marks that's, that goes off his hands. Get another pass over to Jaquavis Marks that goes off his hands. And you get a pass to Tulo Griffin in the end zone for a touchdown that was dropped. Four chances in that first half for Mississippi State to score touchdowns, and they could not score any of them. And there were wide-open touchdowns, too. That is the ball game. And that is the reason that Ole Miss is 10-2 and and Mississippi State is 7-5 and this year. Because Ole Miss, more, more often than not, they made those plays. Mississippi State did not in their losses. When Mississippi State lost ball games, you can point to several different plays throughout the game that if Mississippi State makes those plays, they probably win against Memphis, against LSU, against um, Arkansas, and against Ole Miss. And it just so happens that most of those had the you know special teams played their part. Mississippi State has been, uh, for lack of a better better word, bad on special teams this year. Um, and you missed two more field goals in this game. It, it's just uh, it's an ongoing issue for Mississippi State, and not making enough plays to win ball games is is an ongoing issue. But they're seven and five, and that's where I predicted this team coming in the season. I can't with an egg bowl loss. Egg bowl loss. I can't be upset about this team. Um, I can't be down on this team moving forward. I think that the, I think that Mike Leach is going to win here. I think he can win big, and I think that Mississippi State has all the pieces to make a really big jump next year. Uh, but this year, they didn't make the plays in these losses uh, that mattered the most, and that was uh, never more prevalent than it was in the first half against Ole Miss. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, just, just We talked about it all week long, that protection was going to be the key, and State didn't protect. Um, I feel like from a, from a defensive standpoint, State, and we'll talk about this obviously in things that are true, I thought State played well enough to win, which has been an ongoing theme for us. And basically everyone outside of the Alabama game, and you could say the Arkansas game, but... You know, and they gave up thirty-one, and, and they gave up some big plays. But, but they, they also, did. They gave up ten points in the first half, which was the second lowest scoring half for Ole Miss in the first half this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, nobody has done that other than Alabama. So yeah. State did what they had to do on defense to give themselves a chance. Yeah, and they couldn't pull it off. All right, we'll get into the things that are true. Let's talk about our sponsors, though. Our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council want to remind you: this month is all about voting for your favorite. Uh, steak and burger restaurants in the city. I'm sorry, in the state of Mississippi. Go to their Facebook page, click on the link, and you can vote for your favorite place. And also get a lot of great information when you like their Facebook page. Mississippi Beef Council is want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. 
Wherever you go, you want to put a steak on the grill, a hamburger in the pan, or a roast in the crock pot, they've got you covered. msbeef.org is the website. Go to Facebook, and you can vote for your favorite beef places. Burgers, steaks, it's all great. Thanks to the Mississippi Beef Council. Did Ole Miss have another witty tweet about cows after the game? What was their tweet? I, I don't know. I didn't look. Uh, they got they got two I, tweets it, in it, this it, week about cows. It didn't, it didn't make it into my, my timeline, so I don't know what happened. You know what? Whoever does those, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, was sitting up there at halftime eating ice cream. Oh, for sure. You know didn't have any didn't have any problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. They were open tonight as I drove past around ten thirty. Thank you for that. I saw a lot of the great Cotton District businesses open late, open on Thanksgiving. That's something this this city needs when we have this game here in in town. Glad to see that. And of course, I'm such a huge fan of Two Brothers. You know, it's such a fantastic place to eat. The people who run it really, really care about the city of Starkville. They're good people, and they provide a great product. So the next time you're here, make sure that Two Brothers. I don't even need to tell you that Two Brothers is already on your list. Make sure you go there. Two Brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. It's smoked Southern soul food. <clears throat> Excuse me. Advantage Business Systems, they make it really easy for you guys. They take care of you with an incredible selection of products and services, everything your business needs from a technological standpoint, and they back every sale they make up with customer service that can't be beat. The kind of customer service you expect to get <coughs> Excuse me. from your next-door neighbor. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. 46 years of doing business in the state of Mississippi with your fellow Mississippians. Give them a call today and find out how they can help you. That number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems makes helps your business do business. I only got nine tonight, but I feel like they're all there's some big picture stuff in here, so maybe we can talk about it for a little while. Ole Miss made t-shirts again. Oh, did they? Yeah. Man, it doesn't matter to them, though. Uh, number one, I, 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 I won't hear any arguments against this. The better team won tonight. If you look at this from let's look at it from this perspective, and I said a lot of what I said on the post game show is coming to this show. So if you listen to both, it's, there's going to be some familiarity. They happen in 30 minutes apart. I, I I got the same thoughts in my brain. If you just take away the the rivalry and the emotions and everything, right? This is the number eight team in the country on the road against an unranked team. Mm-hmm. Now it's a good unranked team, but is the fact that State was favored was the upset to me. Yeah, Ole Miss should have been favored in this game. I think Vegas took a little, probably took a little bit of a beating on this one. Um, Ole Miss is a good football team. They have great skill position players. Their offensive line plays well. The offensive system is good, and defensively, they get after the quarterback, and that sets everything else up for you, for them. If you can protect your quarterback against Ole Miss, you can move the football, but you're going to have to outscore them. Mm-hmm. They have a good coach. They're a good team. Better they they are better than Mississippi. They State. They are better than Mississippi State this year. The, the only reason State was favored in this game is because one they were playing at home, mm-hmm. and two, State has looked <clears throat> better in the last four games than Ole Miss has looked. And there's some there's some injury there were some injury concerns about Ole Miss. Yeah. That tonight those guys were healthy. And, yeah, and it showed. But and here's why they're the better team, and this is why they proved it. They make those plays that Mississippi State doesn't make. They, the plays that Mississippi State hasn't made this year to win ball games, mm-hmm. Ole Miss makes those plays. Against Arkansas, Ole Miss made those plays. Against Tennessee, Ole Miss made those plays mm-hmm. with with a depleted you know wide receiver room. Um, uh, against uh, you know, who who else? What else has been a close game for them this year? 
uh, Ole Miss? A&M. Against A&M, mm-hmm. they made the plays. They made plays. Mississippi State did not make the plays in enough games mm-hmm. to be 10-2 and two like Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So Ole Miss proved it. They proved it throughout the year. Matt Corral proved that he's the best player in the state. Mm-hmm. He is a legitimate NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. And um, this year, right now, right here, right now, he's a better quarterback than Will Rogers. Yeah, no question. About um, and and they proved all that on the field. This was not a game that you know State let some plays slip. We'll talk about that. But Ole Miss came out in the second half after that, and they dominated Mississippi State for that third quarter and that end of the game. Mm-hmm. State had every opportunity to get to come out in that third quarter. They got the ball first. They had a chance to get off the field on on the first possession defensively, and Ole Miss rolled right down the field. State had the chance to come out and say, okay, let's flush that half, let's put it away, and let's come out and, and start anew here. And they didn't. Ole Miss took the game from Mississippi State. So you, you can't use any excuses. We can't blame referees. We can't blame anybody like that. Ole Miss was the better team, and they proved it. I agree. I just don't see any way around that. Uh, number two, I want to talk about cycles. Um, I, I talk about Mississippi State and Ole Miss, and, the, and I talk about five-year cycles, right? Mm-hmm. And in a five-year span, Mississippi State and Ole Miss should have one, three years where there are seven, eight wins, one year where they jump up, nine, ten, maybe even 11 wins if things really go their way. And then they have one year where they jump back, six, seven wins. Maybe five if things don't go their way. Mississippi State is still suffering the after effects of missing their year in the cycle. That was 20, 2018. Yes. That was a 10-win football team. They should have done with this team. Ole Miss they they should have been as good, if not better. In reality, that team should have gone 11-1. and one. They should have – and I, I know you're thinking, you're saying Kentucky – the Kentucky uh, game, State lost badly. I get that, but it was a close game going in the fourth quarter. It was a close game going in the fourth quarter. They would have, you know, Dan Mullen for all the grief I've given him recently goes eleven and one with that team. I, I just believe that. I do too. State missing that is still hurting Mississippi State because now you're you're you've gone through a cycle and you didn't get the up year. State's going to have the up year two seasons from now. Yes, next year it should be a seven eight win team. And then in 2023, when Will Rogers is a senior and Jaden Wally is a senior and all these other guys are, are juniors and seniors, and they, if they continue to recruit well, that has the that should be the 10 win team. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, and I think next year's team is shaping up to be really good. I know we've talked about how tough that schedule is, but you're returning pretty much everybody on defense, with the exception of Fred Peters and Martin Emerson, and and really it's. You know, offense to Fred Peters, but Martin Emerson is the much bigger loss there. You're returning basically everybody there. Jordan Davis is being added to that defense. Tyrus Wheat did not go through senior day. I expect him to return. Uh, and on offense, you bring back everybody but Charles Cross. Yeah. Um, and that's a big loss. Yeah. That, that's that's huge. Yeah. You we'll got about that in a second. You got to find somebody. But I mean, State's returning this team pretty much almost in full mm-hmm. next year, and that's year three in the air raid, mm-hmm. you, your expectations should be high for that team. I agree. I think. We, we, coming into this season, we thought six wins might be tough for that team next year. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think that anymore. I think Mississippi State has a chance to be really good. But yet, then, two yeah, two years from now, they can they be, be really good. legit. And then on the other side of the coin, Ole Miss hit 
Yes. This was their year to be good, and they hit on it. They had opportunities to not. They could have very easily lost to Texas A&M. A&M is a good team. A&M's game plan against them I thought was really bad. Uh, Tennessee, that game went down to the wire. Um, Those are games that they usually lose. They, they, they would have... They usually lose because to Arkansas. they were better defensively. Yeah. Arkansas is a game they could have very easily lost. Yep, uh, but it is what it is. They hit on their cycle. Next year, they should take a step back. Who Whether are, Kiffin is there or not, d- does Ely come seven. back? Ely is what class of nineteen. He's a junior. He'll come back because I I don't see him as a a big time NFL, NFL guy. guy. Do you? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's. I don't know. That's I, I've been I've been kind of wondering that whether or not he could be a, an early pro guy. I just don't see it. I mean, in a combine, he would be a freak show. He would, but it means it's not very big. But at the same time, you know, in the NFL today, a guy who can catch passes and is a valuable weapon. I mean, the, an all-purpose guy. They're losing sure. one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever had, and he was physically a, gifted. That a, a guy that you can't really find. So. I'm going to make a statement here. You know, you know how I say, I say that Tanner Allen is the greatest baseball player in MSU history now, right? And a lot of people, that flies in their face. because They don't uh, want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They want to say Will Clark or Rafael, whatever. You can make a very strong case that Matt Corral is the greatest quarterback in Ole Miss history. You know, I think a lot of Ole Miss people are starting to lean that direction. Yeah. From a physical tool standpoint, mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, I agree. He's more talented than, than, than Eli. Eli. Yeah. And Archie. Yeah. Um, if you put those three in their prime, yeah. Well, that, I, I, all right, and I'm Ole Miss fans get mad at this one too. You got to take Archie Manning. He, his yes, his, I, mean, I, I know that the games were different back then. I understand that the rules were different and they were slanted towards the defense. But he threw 31 touchdowns to 40 picks. Yeah, I mean, he, I'm not putting him in the discussion. People people have a soft spot in their mm-hmm. heart because he went to Sugar Bowls yeah. and won SEC championships and all that. Oh, no, 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 no. He didn't no, win SEC championships. No SEC championships. Okay. Well, that was before him, I guess. Yeah, sixty three is our last. Okay, one. my bad. I'm not up on my on my Ole Miss history like you. I can't, I can't. rent free, <laughs> rent free. I just I just remember it because I always look at those banners when I go to Vaughn Hemingway and I laugh at the O three SEC West thing. All right, uh, let's see here. Are we just on number three? Yeah, number three. Mississippi State dug its own grave with mistakes. State in the first four possessions of the game was within the twenty was in the red zone, right? I'm pretty sure they were at least at the 30, but they only got two field goals out of that. They had an opportunity to be up 20 points right there in the first quarter yeah, and couldn't do it. I thought, and I think you said the same thing, on the first possession for Ole Miss when they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it, I was just like, here we go. State's about to take the ball down the field. They're going to be up 7 to nothing. And then even at 3 nothing, I thought, okay, well, I'm glad McCord made that. He'll, it's a good confidence booster for him. They might need him a little later in the game. And then it just fell apart. Penalties, uh, drops, and then you know just missed assignments. I felt like defensively there was some, there were some busts there. Again, I don't I don't totally blame the defense, but not and, and it feel, it sort of flies in the face of what I said first, right? The better team did win, but State had opportunities they did not take advantage of. Yes, that first. Remember, remember all week we talked about that first half. If State can be within a touchdown or tied or have the lead at halftime, you got to feel really good. Mm-hmm. That's this, it scripted out well for Mississippi State how it should have happened. You got a turnover on downs on the first possession. You have the ball on their side of the field 
with a chance to go score a touchdown, and that would have been just an absolute haymaker right off the bat. Mm-hmm. 7 nothing, just demoralizing that you couldn't even get a first down right there. You gave them the ball on your side of the field, and they just went right down and scored. That would have been huge for Mississippi State, and they didn't get it. I thought that was big. I thought not getting a touchdown right there was big. And um, third quarter, getting the ball back and not and going three and out or punting or whatever – that it, what what are you will you pay attention to me when I'm talking? I'm listening to you. No, you're not. You're looking at Twitter and and I am not looking at smirking Twitter. over there. I'm not looking at Twitter. Okay. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. I'm just on edge. Okay. I understand. It's been a long day. It has been. Um, you know, the first quarter not scoring a touchdown, third quarter not doing anything, giving the ball back to Ole Miss. I thought were was big. They yeah. had it. They had everything was scripted right there for Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and they couldn't take advantage. And then on top of that. You know, it's ten to six at the half. You're like, okay, they they have screwed this first half as badly as they can, but they've been a second half team all year, and Ole Miss has not been a second half team. So I, even then, I felt, you know, they they could they could get this. I know I you, you did not. I just thought that I've seen that movie before, and th- that's usually karma saying uh, you had your chance. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I thought was State had those chances they missed four different touchdowns in the first half and had to settle for field goals it just felt like it was not there things were not going to go their way i agree i mean I, I i thought they could but i was like the first possessions for each team was going to be huge and what happened on the first possession state punts it away Ole Miss scores yeah it was over then at 17-6 it was over yes so I, I i didn't give up on them there a lot of people were saying ball game but and, you know we've seen it enough state to come feel back like they had I, anything going you know, uh, they, they had they still had their chances, and they just couldn't take advantage. Yeah, dumb take, Robbie. Dumb take. Uh, why why can't people understand that <laughs> the difference between facts and opinions? Here, here's here here is an absolute fact. Mike Leach is one in nine against his in-state rivals in his last two schools. That is a fact. No, it is not his fault that passes were dropped for touchdowns, that field goals were missed, things like that happen. That that stuff is not his fault. But at the end of the day, he's going to be judged on wins and losses, and particularly in this series. If he starts 0-3 in this series next year, that he, they could drop five touchdowns. It's still going to be on him. Mm-hmm. They're, they're still going to look at that and say, you're 0-3 against Ole Miss. Yeah. The, John Cohen is not going to say, well, you know, if in that first one you only had 43 players, and then last year you dropped, they dropped four touchdowns, and this year they dropped five. So, no, there's going to be pressure from people for him to win that ball game. And at the end of the day, he has won one against Washington and Ole Miss in his last – Ten years or whatever, mm-hmm. he's that's got to that's got to change. Yeah, and that's that's not a that's not an opinion. That is a fact. By most of this fan base, uh, the, they judge success on getting to bowl games and beating Ole Miss. And if you're not beating Ole Miss, then you're not going to be here very long. So that's a fact. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Somebody, somebody, uh, I said something about the state picked a bad time to play its worst game, and somebody was just like, you know. Like had some sort of lengthy post about him. It's like there's people like, just. It's not. It's not opinion, guys. Uh, you can be sunshine pumping to the end of time, but I mean sometimes you just got to face reality. Yeah, I agree. Number four, I feel like I could replay uh, from the Kentucky game in 2018. What I'm about to say, but with Scott Lashley, 
All right, we'll address that. Look, we play poor tonight. No, no, no getting around that. But I don't understand how a coach, and I said the same thing about Joe Moorhead after that Kentucky game when Josh Allen just abused Greg Island all night. I don't understand how a coach can watch a player get beat over and over and over again and not say, we have to do something different. Yes, I, I blame my coach for that. At some point, a coach has to say, look, I can't make a trade in the middle of the game and get another tackle in there. I'm not going to put my fre- I'm certainly not going to put my true freshman in there to get whipped by Sam Williams for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. I have to do something different. I got a chip. I got to do I got to do something. So I you know, obviously Lashley is a big boy and he'll he'll take the blame, but Leach put him in a bad spot there. Well, I don't understand why it like I don't even know was a game plan for. I mean, you know that there's only one guy on the defense that you truly, truly know can disrupt this ball game right. for Ole Miss. Right. Nobody else in that defense is just you know world beaters. Right. They're solid. They're solid players. And we talk about it all the time offensively. Like don't let that one guy beat you. Right. But defensively, that's that what that happens. is the one guy that you circle. Yeah. This guy when he pins his ears back is tough to block. For anybody in the league, what a game he had! And the, and they, you know, it would be obvious passing downs, and not every down is obvious passing down for Mississippi State, but it would be, you know, third and seven. You know, Mississippi State's going to try to drop back and get one past the sticks, and you know, Scott Lashley, there's nothing that he can do right there but just kind of give his best effort, and we're either going to get a holding penalty there or you're going to give up a sack, and that's what we saw several times. In the ball game, and it, it just it it never got fixed into the fourth quarter, and they decided, okay, that's enough. We've we've got to try something else. Yeah, and uh, you know maybe Cam Jones is the answer at right tackle. I don't know. I think Cam Jones is probably gonna be the center next year if I had to guess, but I don't. I, don't I doubt he plays center. You don't think? Just keep it. I Cole Smith like it, or Cannon Boone? I I, I do. Cole Smith needs to stay at guard. Cannon we, Boone, then maybe. All right, we'll see. We'll talk about all that next year, but it it it, it irks me when a player is clearly struggling and the coach doesn't make some sort of adjustment to help him. I mean, he was just I getting said, worked. Again, I mean, I mean it, you you saw it, too, on like the first or first possession, I yeah. think, when he, he had the false start. Mm-hmm. He, had two, he should have gotten called for two. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you he, just saw he, him he, getting he's ready. trying to get ready. Yeah. And, again, I said the same thing four years ago about Joe Moorhead on that game. I, I This is another thing coaches do that drives me insane. It's like, fix it. <laughs> You you got You can't blame the kid. You ever seen any game, any given Sunday? Yes. There's a there's a scene where he's yelling at Jim Brown. Pacino's yelling at him. He's like, "You're leaking somewhere. Fix it, Leach. You're leaking somewhere there, Coach Leach. You got a leak there. Fix it." And but it's been a problem all year, all man. year long. It's, but he we, played, we saw this. He coming. Had played a little better the past few weeks. But I mean, against Sam Williams, one of the best pass rushers in the country. But you know, you we saw ready. this coming. We yeah. talked about this. Yeah, this was going to be an issue. Yeah. And State was going to have to chip. They were going to have to do something yeah. because Sam Williams was not going to line up with Charles Cross much. No, and he didn't. He didn't. And when he did, you know, there might have been a couple of times that, that you know, he got some depth on him, but mm-hmm. Cross handled him when he was on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- it was not happening with Lashley. Just to make everybody feel so much better, did you see what State shot from three tonight? No, I don't want to talk about basketball. Okay. I want to tell you the number, though. I know at one point they were like over thirteen. They finished one of fifteen from three. 
They, they stink at these uh, these Thanksgiving tournaments. Yeah, they got to they got to get away from this. Last year, remember they were, that was like their worst two worst games of the year against the ones, Liberty the, and Clemson. The first two games of the year. Yeah. Uh, they they got to get out. They got to get out of those. That's the thing that's true. Number five. Why are people blaming the defense for this game? Like, I had a friend in a group text who was just going nuts on the defense. I was like, State's giving up 17 points in three quarters. We yeah. have State has six points on the board, and you're blaming the defense. This is the number one offense in the SEC. State held them to 388 yards and 31 points. Under their average on both. Under their average on both. And State, I thought the defense was great in the first half. State didn't score a touchdown until seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. That's how you lost. You mm-hmm. couldn't score. The offense lost this game. Period. Yeah, I had a couple people tell me you know the run defense is awful and things like. But okay. that's this is a, this is a team that runs it better than anybody. They run in it the like conference. 250 yards a game. State held them to 160 yards rushing and three and a half yards. They average three and a half yards a carry. I mean, they're, they're, the defense did enough. And Corral, look, if Corral, if State had won this game, Will Rogers would be going. We would be winning the Connerly. Corral was 25 of 33 for 229 and a touchdown and a pick. Not great numbers. Yeah. But getting the wins enough. Yeah, you know, I kept seeing people, you know, making remarks about how like crazy good he was. I mean, he was yeah. he was solid. Dontario Drummond was the best player tonight. Dontario Drummond, I mean, for one thirty three, he 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 couldn't hit any of those deep passes, and a lot of that's credit to Martin Emerson, but mm-hmm. he wasn't very accurate on those either. And and I'll I'll blame the weather a little bit on that too. But he wasn't just. Otherworldly. I thought good. In the first half that Corral didn't look sharp on the deep ball. Yeah, he missed on a couple. The big stat for State defensively is third downs. Third downs are, is pitiful. eleven of eighteen, and, and they and, and Ole Miss is not always very good there. Yeah, but um, you force eighteen third downs. You're like that's pretty good. Got to get off the field. You got to get off the field. And here, even here was my the, here was my here was my um, key coming in the ball game. Mm-hmm. Limit them in the red zone. Either field goals or or turnover on downs or whatever, mm-hmm. and the third downs, mm-hmm. and state didn't state didn't win red zone. Yeah, they scored yeah. all five times. Ole Miss scored all five times and scored four touchdowns. Yeah, and eleven of eighteen third downs for Ole Miss, four of fourteen for Mississippi State. That's yeah. your ball game because you look at the rest of the stats and they're they're quite comparable. Mississippi State had more total yards mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, the stats are comparable until you get to. Third downs and red zone, yeah. and Mississippi State lost badly both in both of those. If we had told everybody, hey, going into the fourth quarter, Ole Miss will have 17 points, everybody takes that on, yes. on Wednesday. So yes, because you think you have 28. Yeah, you know? the defense is not the reason State lost this game. I don't want to hear that. Um, number six, we just mentioned it a second ago. We talked about the offseason season. The the biggest worry is finding the Charles Cross replacement. Mm-hmm. I don't. It looks like Percy Lewis will end up being a Mississippi State Bulldog. That looks good as we sit here today, but that doesn't mean the portal is not going to be used. To, that's the get thing you have to find. You have if to. If you could find a legit left power five left tackle or somebody yeah, like that, or, or maybe like a, a NFL prospect left tackle and group of five or something. Yeah, you go go that's do whatever it takes to get them. Yeah. And then Percy Lewis can play guard. He can play right tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you need as you need many as many options as possible because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. I agree. Percy Lewis still has to drop some weight, yeah. getting some good, well, getting a good. He weight. has to sign with Mississippi State first and foremost. Yeah, we're assuming Mississippi State's getting him we when we're assuming. having this conversation. Yeah. 
we'll see how that goes. But that's that, the big that's replacement. The, last year it was getting it was really getting a safety. Defense and they got back, one with yeah. Jalen Green. Cornerback too is big. Cornerback is big. It looks like they'll they'll sign one JUCO guy, and then I I like the Cambrian Richardson. I think he's a good player. Yeah, he's fine. He and Forbes. And then we'll see what happens with Kamari Rogers if he decides to stick with Miami or not. Martin Emerson was fantastic, and really game. good tonight. Braylon Sanders can take a top off the defense, and he, n- he, he never let him do it. A, he did a great job. He had one catch. Yeah, number seven, winning the bowl game makes there's such a huge difference between eight and five and seven and six. Yeah, State goes to the bowl game. I I think Houston. We'll see if that's correct. Uh, they win the bowl game. They're eight and five. Everybody's like, okay. Okay, you know, it yeah. takes the sting out of this game. But if you're seven and six and you lose the last two games of the year, that's how the season ends. It, 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 the, the the bad taste is there. And Leach is eleven and thirteen. If he'd be he loses. eleven and thirteen, yeah. And then you'd, you'd love to get to five hundred. Yeah, you know, heading into year three. Yeah. So, like I said, I think the Texas Bowl that'll be against a Big Twelve team. Maybe Iowa, Iowa State. State. Yeah, you know, that's what I was that's, thinking. That's a winnable game. Yeah, that's a winnable game. It's not Iowa, so. You got that going for you, possibly. <laughs> and then I go, the Liberty Bowl would also be a Big 12 team, I believe. Ugh, nobody's going to get pumped up for that. I think people might get on board with Houston because it's something new. Yeah. Nobody Duke's wants to Mayo go to Liberty would be again. an ACC team, I believe. No, yeah, that's not it's, correct. It's a Big 10 team because they alternate ACC, SEC there. Okay. So that you'd be playing. I mean, Iowa's a possibility there. Maybe Minnesota. Something like that. The Wally Bowl. Yeah, something like that. Number eight. Again, I don't want to make it sound like sour grapes. I feel like it feels like it comes across that way. But I've been talking about this. We've been talking about it for weeks. The SEC has to address these injury things, these fa- these fake injuries. And that's what they are. I, I don't want to see anybody. They're fake injuries. I don't want to see anybody coming out there and doing the uh, leg cramp thing in 35-degree weather. Well, like, I mean, nobody else guys is- like. They're they're breaking the huddle. They're set lined up, and as soon as Roger sort of looks at the defense, somebody's going down. There was a there was um, in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, the play was like kind of halted for a mm-hmm. second, and one of the dudes just jogged off the field. Mm-hmm. And when he got to the sideline, one of the defensive linemen, I think, is Jamon Gordon or somebody, just collapsed. Yeah, and you're like, okay, come on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. It was too much. And then they came out there, and they every every player had a cramp. Yeah. Why is the offense not catching cramps? It's, Why is it only the it's defense? It's only the defense, yeah. I, I fully believe that this offseason we will see the implementation of what I'm going to call the DJ Durkin rule, yeah. where a player who leaves the field with an injury, offensively or defensively, and you have to make it fair, but you have to be out until a change of possession. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, And I'll tell you how the SEC would phrase that. They will, from the uh, standard of player safety, it's impossible to evaluate a player's injury in the time it takes to play one or two plays. Mm-hmm. You know, the player, if a player has to leave the field with an injury, they have to stay out until the change of possession so they can be fully evaluated so they're, so they're healthy. It's so Bush League, man. It, it, it really and everybody is. notices and, it. And I mean, apparently team, Greg Mackerel. need to do this. They were up 31 to 13 with yeah. like three minutes left. And did left it twice. And did it twice. And you're like, guys. I, I heard McElroy say had, had some things to say about it tonight. I'll, I mean, I know, it's I'll, I'll so Bush League, man. It's so Bush League. Yeah. Uh, just go, If you can't stop teams, then yeah. you just can't stop you them. Can't stop just, them. It, that, but that stuff's stupid. And it, and it it hurt Mississippi State on that last possession of the first half. Yeah. Uh, whenever Tulu. Tulu had his third big catch. Yeah, 
um, they slowed everything down and they went to a commercial break. Yeah. So and State had to come back out there and, and, and have the three plays that they had. their tempo. Number nine. I'm I'm almost, I'm 99. I keep saying it like I know. I don't know for sure. I guess, but I feel confident that I'm right. That no coach on either side of this rivalry has survived three losses in the Egg Bowl. Now, I'm not saying that if State goes eight and four next year but loses to Ole Miss, they would fire Mike Leach. They wouldn't. But I am saying that people are going to get tired of losing the Egg Bowl. And then in year four, if you don't win the dang Egg Bowl, you're going to get fired. And that's the good year we're talking about. Imagine if State's 10-1 and one going into the Egg Bowl and then drops it. You know, Alabama, and I'm not saying State should have Alabama expectations, but Bill Curry was there, won a lot of games, but could not beat Auburn. Lost every game he coached against them. You get tired of it after a while. You people, have to be, people aren't you can't be the head coach at Mississippi State and lose to Ole Miss. And in vice sport, versa. In any sport. And vice versa. And too. vice versa. If you ever listen to a press conference, the first thing the coach says is I well, when I talked to Dr. Keenum, he impressed upon me the importance of having quality student athletes and people are players are our fans can look up to, and of course, beating Ole Miss. Says it every time. So and you could talk about having bigger goals and all that stuff. You're competing with a team within this state, a, a very small state on the landscape of uh, America in comparison to some of these other states in the SEC. You're competing with another team in this conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's Eventually, if you lose them enough, you're going to stop getting recruits. Yeah, you, you can't – I mean, you, you can't lose – Three consecutive egg bowls. Yeah, you just can't. I mean, the pressure. Now you're going to Oxford next year, and, and this isn't this isn't Washington where they just don't right. care. I mean, right. they're just happy that Mike Leach is getting to bowl games, and right. things like that. I mean, State fans will be happy with just getting to bowl games, but that's not you it. Gotta, you you got to beat, beat Ole Miss. Miss too. Beat Ole Miss. You get paid five million dollars a year. Yes, beating your rival is near the top of things you have to do. And he's and people might not want to hear this, but he is now making. Almost one million dollars per win since he's been at Mississippi State. Yeah, that's a lot of money, lot of money. just to win one game. And he's going to get a raise in a few weeks. I mean, he's yeah. he's going to. They're going to they're going to extend his deal back to four years, and they'll probably give him up to five point five or something like that. Maybe. And listen, six. I I think Leach has done a great job this year, and I, I'm not he blaming him it, for him, especially when the way the recruiting class looks like it's going to close out. Yes, the program is moving in the right direction. It clearly, is clearly you can clearly see it. But you have to beat Ole Miss to be the head coach of Mississippi yeah. State. That's just a true statement. And again, I'm not blaming him for this loss, no. but I'm just saying in in the but landscape, the head coach gets the blame. In the landscape, his record yes. now is 0-2 against Ole Miss. We'll save coffee for closers for our Monday podcast. Guys, I want you guys to have a great weekend. I want you, <laughs> I want you to leave all this behind. Yeah, right. So I'm going to eat turkey on Saturday. I'm going to have some friends over. It's going to be a good time. Sunday, going to watch Chelsea and Manchester United. Ugh. Feel free to come over and join me, Rob, if you want to enjoy a little across-the-pond action. Uh, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I'm American, thank you very much. Yes. We won a war yeah. against There's an people. American on Chelsea's team. Uh, he's the a best traitor. American. He's a traitor. <laughs> Benedict Arnold. No, no, no. All right. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. I'll be there to take my medicine 3 o'clock on Friday. And uh, we'll just sort of go from there. With those rebels. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't, didn't you read? Borky. Huge bulldog. I, I've always said that. Yeah. Old bulldog Borky. 
<laughs> All right, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Does he Ed. like cows? Huh? Does he like cows? He likes a steak. I'll tell you that. He'll, okay. he'll eat a steak. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.